This podcast replay is brought to you by Walton Rayom. Call for a free consultation, 954-966-4646. At Walton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. Welton Rayom handles property damage claims due to a hurricane. Welton Rayom can help. 954-966-4646. Howdy, howdy, howdy. How you all doing out there? I hope you're doing well. We are hanging in there. We're doing good. Got the leg up. I've never done this. I've never done a show with my my right leg is lifted up in the air. It was weird because I first started a because you got to keep your leg up after the surgery. And they don't want you on it or anything like that. I've got like six weeks of rehab and everything. I got one of those little uh, carts that I can put my le- my knee on. And then I can, you know, scooter myself around. Although I don't know if I can use that yet with my specific injury. We're trying to clear it with the doctor. Because I have not, we haven't used it yet. Got a, got a freaking walker. Yeah. That's <laughs> got it's just things that you know things i gotta adjust with now you know surgery went well i went it was you know it was and they put me out um but um i thought maybe local anesthesia and all that stuff but uh no no it was uh it was going to be uh uh what's it called uh regular anesthesia what's it called not anesthesia what's it called uh whatever they they put you out the sleeping gas or whatever so um just uh, went out like a light. Then I woke up and here I am. And now I got my foot in a boot. I'm in a boot. And so it's uh, everything is uh, interesting, you know, when you have less mobility. And I still don't know about pain yet because what they did to me yesterday is still numbed my, my leg and everything. So uh, it hasn't worn off yet. It takes about a day for it to all wear off so at some point today the effects of that stuff they shot me up with is going to wear out and then i will find out if there's any any pain they gave me percocet uh which i hate taking i don't take pain medicine um i think when i when i blew out my shoulder and i had a an ac joint blowout was a second degree man that shit was painful um, I took the first one and then I never took them again. So they were just sitting there and uh, they rotted away. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not big on pain medicine. No, I'm not a liquor guy either. So um, we'll see what happens. I don't, that's the part that's kind of interesting. You know what I mean? So they were like, yeah. And I actually, I like Tylenol three with codeine better than Percocet. Percocet. I don't enjoy. I had it in the, Gave me like a stomach pain, and I said, I'm not, I don't know, I'll deal with the pain instead. I'd rather just let the pain subside and, you know, you'll figure it out. But uh, usually I'm not big with that kind of stuff. So that's my mission now that I got to uh, recover. We'll be at Hialeah Park tomorrow. I'm not, it's not going to stop me. I'll be there. Uh, I'll get it done one way or the other. Uh, we were supposed to be today at KSDTCPAs, actually. But they had some issue there, and so we're rearranging that one because uh, they they have some meeting or something. So we 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 obviously accommodate our, our people, and and so we're going to uh, move that one. Which, by the way, it couldn't have been better timing. You know what I mean? Because it would have been a mission the day after the surgery, 
where I'm at right now to also get in the car and go and all that. This is kind of a blessing a little bit, you know, and then tomorrow it's an afternoon show and we did Acura last week, so we don't have to do Acura this week. So I'm in studio on Friday also. So I only have one road trip and that's Hialeah and that'll be uh, tomorrow. And so we'll be there tomorrow afternoon, uh, rocking and rolling. So appreciate. And, and I also can, you know, I'd be remiss if I did not mention all the love on social media, all the platforms from Facebook and, and uh, even threads, somebody said, which is like, you know, you don't have as many people following you on thread. Uh, Twitter, you guys bombarded me uh, on Twitter and on DM and, Thank you all out there as always. And I see a lot of the well wishes already on the chat board. We'll go through a little roll call. Uh, so I appreciate all of you out there. Uh, we do have a, a bunch of uh, dolphin topics that uh, I do want to address, you know, all kinds of uh, topics and misinformation and everything. So might as well straighten some stuff out. That's what we're here to do. Uh, obviously, we got uh, some of our teams locally in action uh, yesterday or all over the world, and we'll talk about that. I uh, got uh, one local team um, playing in action tonight, uh, and then we'll talk about um, other things. And then, of course, I got a little Bitcoin stuff I want to talk about. Uh, I've got music. I've got entertainment your questions, your comments, all kinds of good stuff. And remember, you can always support the hell out of the show by making a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show, Cash App or Venmo, Cash Big O Show. And we appreciate it as always. And of course, the Super Chats there too. Always appreciate that too here on Le Programme. All righty, Sean Stanley, of course, the man mastering the platform every single day and every single moment. And welcome uh, back to Sean Stanley's uh, show here. We we just we just kind of fill in. We he's carrying us is really what, what's going on. So the great Sean Stanley is back here on a Wednesday. It's a beautiful thing. I'm looking at uh, let me see where the markets are at right now. Uh, the Dow opened up up 57 points. The S&P opened up nearly 18 points. And the NASDAQ is up barely 20, uh, a fifth of a point, put it that way, pretty much. So not much on the Bitcoin side. I know we've been flirting around 43. Are we still there? Uh, 43, exactly. 43.16. So Bitcoin uh, hovering right around there. And I got some stuff I also want to share about that that helps to enlighten some out there that want to be enlightened, of course. Those that want to stay in the dark, you can stay in the dark. We're all good with that. A little roll call. Man, my throat hurts a little bit. It's because that stupid, uh, they, the intubate, right? Is that what it is when they put that stupid tube that's the only thing that kind of hurts back there. That I got more discomfort from the back of my throat than I do on my on my on my leg right for now. For now, the drugs have not worn off yet. Okay, it'll be interesting to see when the drugs wear off, where my pain will be at that point. But you know, we'll, 
We'll get there when we get there. It'll be funny if it happens during the show. <laughs> oh, painful, but funny for you. Because, you know, you, you love that uncomfortable shit, right? Anyway, uh, let's do a little roll call. Steven Gonzalez is in the house. And thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. Jamie Zoria out in San Jose reminding everybody, please always smash that like button. And remember, time spent watching is what really, it's great to hit the like button, but if you just pop in and watch for 30 seconds, hit the like button, it doesn't really help. It's time spent watching is what really helps. The like button is nice. It's great. It gets the algorithms going, but more importantly is time spent watching. Okay. That's really the important one. Uh, Angelo De Jesus. Thank you, sir. Uh, sneak attack. Thank you. Uh, the captain Saki is in from Tarpon Springs, Florida. Love when you guys are, are, are put where you're, uh, where you're chiming in from. Uh, Jeff in Long Island. Thank you, sir. Skylar Tipton, Adriel, Jay Gelfin. Thank you. Thank you as always. And he reminds everybody to smash that like button. Uh, one eyed Jack, Cosa Nostra, Ray, Alexis, NorCal raining again out in Cali. Perfect coffee and doobie weather to start the day. Um, I would not trade Florida for California for nothing in the world. Love visiting California. Uh, there's too much shit going on in California, bro. Way too, like mother nature abuses the crap out of you people. Wow. I don't know what you guys did to mother nature. Have no idea. Yeah, we got our hurricanes every once in a while, but shit, you got floods and mudslides and 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 uh fires and and now you're getting the remnants of hurricanes on the south end of, of california you get snowstorms in like the middle of summer uh you uh you get these snow uh, these shower and storm cycles that are like they have their own pineapple and uh all this other stuff like uh you you guys have like all these special names for the systems that you get attacked with. Oh, and let's not forget earthquakes. Like I, I, I don't know what California did, NorCal, to piss off Mother, mother Nature, but whatever it is, okay? And we're, I'm not even going to mention the crime, but whatever it is, okay, it's bad. I don't know what you guys did, but you pissed off Mother Nature somehow. I mean, wow, I have never, there's no state like California that gets bombarded by all kinds of wacky-ass weather, dude. Nobody. Only California. And it's such a great place to visit. <laughs> there's so much there to actually see. Uh, Drago is in. Lisa Rose. Gus Gus 1388. Walter Olivares. Rick Deman, Brian Landis. Did they give you whippets? Oh, what's whippets? I don't know what whippets are. You you have to fill me in on that. You're laughing, so there's something to that that I don't know what that is. Uh, I hate pills. Amen. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm not big on on pills at all. You know, so I try not to. But hell, I'm even stuck on the other ones that I have because I have to take them every day. 
Uh, take the meds. Don't let it wear on the throbbing. It's going to uh, take over, uh, keep it raised. Well, I am going to keep it raised. I'm, I'm doing that. But I try to stay away. I, I try to deal with pain as much as possible. I'm that I'm that guy. I'd rather almost de- if I if I can deal with the pain, I'll deal with the pain and I'll compartmentalize, you know, and then try to do something else, but not let the pain dominate my my thinking. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I now again, if it becomes unbearable, then, of course, I have to take it. You know what I'm saying? You know, can't be stupid either uh let's see ashley williams is in chad frankie fresco eric bedenbaugh uh, rose says codeine makes me nuts lol give me the perks any day see that's uh the perk does something to my stomach so that's why i took it once and i never took it again but um they gave me percocets they didn't give me we tried to get tylenol codeine tylenol tylenol three with codeine tried to get that but they gave us Percocets. Instead, they were out of codeine, actually. They were out of Percocets, too. They, My wife's like, well, my husband had an operation, and when it wears out, he'll be in pain. Wait, let me check. And uh, my, my wife's amazing. And uh, apparently somebody didn't come in to pick up their Percocets for like five or six days or something like that. And she says, well, this person hasn't picked up their medicine. It's been out for five or six days. I'm going to I'm going to reverse it. I'm going to give it to you. And then when, you know, I'm sure when the new loads of Percocet come in, they'll give it to that person. But uh, that was pretty cool of them to do that, actually. So uh, let's see. Inter Miami lost again. Yes, they did. I don't care about preseason, Frankie. You're, you're, there's too much going on to worry about preseason in any sport, my man. Carl Wilson Fishing says, I need that Bitcoin hat. Uh, go to uh, Amazon. They have it at Amazon. I believe it's like 30 bucks, 35 bucks. It is a great hat. By the way, it's also super comfortable. Very well constructed. So it's a really nice hat, embroidered and everything. Um, it's, a, it's a really cool hat. Love this uh, Bitcoin hat, obviously. Um, so yeah, Amazon, you can find this Bitcoin hat. Uh, let's see. Chad is in. Sean's back must be hurting carrying the show every day. Uh, brother, it's it's like uh, how long we've been together, Sean? Four years now, right? Four or five, something like that. Four. It's four years of him carrying me. That's why his knees all effed up. You know, we, we tell you, you know, we tell you, hey, he's a Marine, a former Marine. He was paratrooping, all that stuff. But really, it's carrying my fat ass around for four years. It really ruined his knee. So yeah, no, it's uh, he's he's in bad shape because of me. There's no doubt about that. Uh, all the markets are waiting for a decision on interest rates. That's not coming till June. June will start the interest rate cuts. I've been telling you that for months now. That June is probably the date that uh, I would expect the cuts would start because that puts us half a year out before the elections, and then you can start with I would probably say close to two points of cuts over the next six months you know, from June to, to January, I would imagine you'll get about 2% of cuts, something like that. You know, it'll be a, a quarter, a half, and then another half, and then another quarter, a half, and, you know, somewhere in there, close to 2%, I would say, something like that. That's probably what's going to end up happening. But it'll be a, a slow deal. They have six meetings this year. They've already had one. 
So they have five meetings left, I believe, six or seven. I think it is. Something like that. Uh, let's see. Oh, I re and by the way, uh, the markets, um, Eric, does not include crypto, my friend. The markets are not waiting for that. Okay. The having and the ETFs alone. And wait till I, you know, explain to you more about that. You'll understand that crypto has crypto has already um detached itself from the stock market and from gold. Okay. It has decoupled as we say. It is already on a different path and a more positive path, actually. You know, it the volatility is going to get smaller and smaller and smaller now. You're not going to have as many of those, you know, like in the past, a 30, 40, 50% drops. Those days are done, okay? You just had like a 9, 8% drop, which is nothing. That's about what you're going to get now. Institutional money is in. So the difference is the crypto market is completely decoupled now. You know, obviously liquidity will help out. So once liquidity opens up, which is one of the things you're talking about, once you lower the rates, more money will come in, more will flow into crypto too. But crypto is already ahead. Obviously, look at Bitcoin since January 1st, the most explosive, um, what's it called, uh, commodity in the world is Bitcoin. It's not even close. Nothing comes close to Bitcoin. You can't go from 16,000 to 43,000 in just a couple of months, you know, and just you know, all of a sudden you're, you're rocking, you know what I mean? I mean, it just doesn't, it, nothing does this. Nothing at all does this from January 1st of last year, you're at 16,000 and now you're at 43 in a matter of months, you know, that's, Nothing does that. Nothing. So, um, yes, uh, on, the, on the stock side, probably waiting for more of that. Gold, probably waiting for more of that. Cigar Social Club says, I recently did a colonoscopy. Want to say it was painless, like you stated time and time again on this show. I told you, painless. It's not embarrassing like we think all or like all of us think it is. It's not uncomfortable like all of us make it out to be. It is done in an incredibly clean, professional, and respectful manner. Okay? All the things that you have in your mind about colonoscopies, they're all wrong. Every single one of them. And when after you're done and... I know you, Cigar Social Club. I've met you a couple times. You're younger than I am, so I'm proud of you, bro. I'm really proud of you because you weren't as dumb as I was because I was a fucking idiot, okay? I was a mega-sized moron. I waited till I was 56 years old. That's stupid. That's catastrophically stupid on my part. Okay, I can't tell you what an idiot I am for waiting till I was 56. Thank the good Lord above that I had nothing and it was clean and everything was fine. You know, I think they found one little polyp and it was nothing or whatever. And that's all. Nothing else. Guy told me you don't got to come back for five years. Which I'm not doing that, by the way, at 57, I'm not doing that. Now that I know the experience and I have insurance, I'll go in two or three years. You know what I mean? I'm not going to take the chance anymore. 
you know, as I start getting closer to 60, you think I'm a no, 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 no. It's doesn't it's now that I know what it is. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. And it's not even close to all the crap that you put up in your head. So please, please go get the colonoscopy. Please. Okay. I did it at Baptist Health. My wife did it at Baptist Health recently. And I'm just, and lots of you now have been telling me either on DMs or you're being honest on the chat board because several people reached out to me on DM and they're probably embarrassed to say it, which I, you know, I have to not be embarrassed because you guys are watching me. And if it, I, I got to make, I got to send you the message, you know, and I want you to know what it feels like that it's nothing, that it's something that we all should do. We have to do, we must do, and we cannot delay it. You know what I'm saying? So don't make the mistake I did. I'm not embarrassed. You know what I mean? I'm a human being just like the rest of you. I go through the same things the rest of you do, but this is like one of those subjects that's always been kind of taboo. You know what I mean? And it shouldn't be. It should not be. You know what I mean? So please, congratulations, Cigar Social Club. I am so glad that everything came out perfect. Uh, good for you. And I tell everybody else, please, 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 please. If it's your time, if you're in the 40s already, man, get it done. Get it done. Fernando Perez. Buenos dias, everyone. Thank you, sir. NorCal says, I should have sent you some brownies. They're perfect for pain and sleep. You know those gummies. Um, I got a friend of mine that 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 uh, enjoys the gummies, and he has some other edibles, cookies, also. Um, I tried them; they did absolutely nothing to me. So I figure if I'm going to have an edible, because I've, I've tried a couple of edibles from those different places, people have given them to me, and all, they do nothing to me. Nothing. But NorCal, if you made those edibles, you probably made it nice and potent. So I could try those, and maybe it'll work. Uh, just stay off the Jets turf, Big O. Yeah, that, that, that stuff smells. Yeah, no, you just, yeah, smells. It tears up your feet. You're right. It's in Jersey. I mean, what do you expect? Stetson O is in. Pedro Soto. Thank you, sir. Dan is in Tampa. Fins Up is in Chicago. Ashley Williams is in the Bahamas. Everything is better in the Bahamas. That's what they say. Uh, Joseph, uh, Big O, great to see you again. Thank you. Think Blue Dodgers. Shout out from Los Angeles, of course. That's why he's always thinking Blue Dodgers. Professional lounger. I thought that was me. It's actually my dog's. Oh, he's, he says he's lounging in Virginia. Skylar Tipton is up in Chicago. Mr. Robrice is up in Bluefield, Virginia. Man, Virginia is such a beautiful state. Driving through Virginia a couple times. Man, what a beautiful state. Love that state. Uh, Man Dog is in. And, uh, and droughts. Oh, yes, and that's right. Calif California, California had drought so bad that every they were running out of water and then they had so much rain that all the reservoirs got overflown and a lake that had disappeared 80 years ago purposely they drained that lake purposely mother nature said 
no, 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 no. I want my lake back and put so much rain into the state that they brought back a lake to life. And by bringing that lake to life, you flooded an entire town. Only in California, dude. Only in California. Okay? <laughs> I'm not laughing at that whole town getting flooded. It's just the extremes of California. I, I, I just, the stories are endless. Endless. Uh, Uber is watching from Mazatlan, Mexico. Uh, Bill's fake crowd noises. Yes, he reminds us of the earthquakes. Uh, Lewis Jones, uh, do the heat make another splash? I wouldn't. I don't think they're, you know, they're not a championship caliber team. Unless you could get a superstar, why else? I, I'm not giving up more resources, bro. They just keep getting into that same hole. So. Uh, yeah, the progressive liberals will uh, will will knock you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark, no, no doubt. Nor NorCal, the progressive liberals and the extreme conservatives, the two, the 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 extremes on both sides, they're absolute disasters. They're ruining everything. Uh, complete idiots on the left, complete idiots on the right. Actually, let me rephrase that: complete idiots on the far left complete morons on the far right those two groups are the cancers of our country that's the cancers of our country you know a lot of us that are closer whether you're democrat or republican they're closer to the middle you know we're, we're we're the sane ones the ones on the far left and the far right those people are absolutely insane totally insane so yeah nothing worse than the far right and the far left uh, maybe Mother Nature doesn't like Newsom. I don't know, but they, they don't like California. Mother Nature does not like California. Big O, did you experience an earthquake when you were in Cali? I, you know, every time I've been to Cali, even when I lived in San Francisco for half a year, I did not actually experience an earthquake ever. I got lucky. So when I go to California, no earthquakes happen. I don't know why it is, but I've never felt a tremor, nothing, not a blip, not a shake, nothing. Okay. Every time I go to California, don't ask me to move there now. Not doing that. Oh, I picked up some more Pendle before it started skyrocketing. I truly believe it will pass the all-time high of 383. Oh, God, yes, please. Are you kidding me? Pendle has been, while we've been going sideways or dipping in others, Pendle um, is, I, I got to tell you something. I think Pendle is going to go to $10 plus now. It's been so explosive, more explosive. I gave you guys injective protocol in August of 22 at $1.40, dollar $1.43, no, $1.71, I think it was. And it's at like $34 now. I gave you Pendle at $1.34. I'm repeating this shit again. Okay? That's all I'm telling you. I, I gave you injective protocol. I went up over 2,200%. I gave you Pendle at a terrific price. And through this mess now, it it went from $1.34 to 
and it is right now on a dip. Okay, I gave it to you at a dollar thirty-four, and right now, because right now there's you know sideways little dip. Okay, I gave it to you at a dollar thirty-four. It's at a dip right now. If you want to get in at three twenty-four. I mean, you know, you're making hand over fist here. You're you're at uh, you're at over 150 percent easily right now. So you know, you're th this is a. I think this thing once the liquidity starts flowing in and and Bitcoin starts running and the altcoins explode, Pendle's going to explode. It looks like one of those that is going to explode to 15, 20, 30 dollars. You know what I mean? And those of us that got in at a dollar something, hey baby. You're welcome, man. We're the only show in, in, in South Florida that makes you money. We're the only freaking show in South Florida that makes you money. Well, then again, we are the only show in South Florida that actually understands crypto. So, you know, what else can we tell you about that? But, yeah, sneak attack. We're going to win so big with Pendle, you know. So, yeah, it's just another one of those. Chimp Stock says, damn, Bo Campers and Miramar Caput for sale. Oh, yeah, it's been like that for a while. Yeah. Why? God, that was that was one of my favorite locations. The Miramar one. I mean, it's closer to me, but I just love the whole water thing and all that. I thought it was cool. Oh well. Um, and they do things right. So it's kind of weird that I don't know. I don't get that one. But then again, it's not my thing, man. Um, God is sending message to Cali. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's not a good one, man. Man, they beat those people up. Uh, what happened to your foot, Orlando? Oz, come on, my brother. You know, there there are shows. You know, I get it. You just popped in, but you know, it's it's uh I guess you you don't listen often. You know what I mean? You're probably one of those dudes uh that listens to segments. Um, my foot's uh I got a bone spur stabbing one of my tendons that controls my toes. So it's kind of painful. So they had to shave off that bone spur. And then they had to uh, uh um work with my Achilles because I had a bone spur by my Achilles, which could then uh, snap the Achilles. So they had to stretch my Achilles because my foot was not, you know, it's a long story, but whatever. It's all messed up. Now they fixed it. And now I got six weeks of rehab. Okay. And thank you for checking. God, I got to go to Austin for the Austin city limits. That shit is badass. That shit is badass. Done blown up. Oz, thank you. Uh, done blown up. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Uh, you want to give uh, the Cuban a call there, uh, Sean Cam Wolf? Uh, Adolfo, thank you for the love on the super chat, sir. Uh, Big O, in a fast car kind of way, can you explain the process of calling a play so we can understand why Coach D is failing the team and why so slow and unorganized? I'm just a fan. Well, my brother, he sees what's going on. Right. And you've got to have uh, an idea of what the next play call is, whether it's second and three or second and seven. And you've got to have an instant thing. You know, it's got to come to mind on your play sheet how you're attacking them right away. You got to see how the defense is playing. You got to understand this corner got injured. That backup corner just came in. The defensive end that holds the point. 
just twisted his knee. He's out. The backup end is in. How does that change the play call I'm doing? It's second and three. Do I call a pass play or do I call a run against that guy right now on the end, at the right end? What do I do? But you got to have that answer right away. One of the things that I've noticed about Mike McDaniel, you have too. Um, uh, um, uh, um, uh, you takes too much fucking time to even give me a damn answer. Well, um, uh, um, uh, do I use this play? Do I use that play? Do I use this play? Do I use that play? Okay, let me send it in. Orange four, seven right, Q, 46, on six. So, you know, you're sending in a play, and that's a short one. That probably takes, you know, eight seconds to call out, and then you, you've only got a certain amount. So you were um uh um uh, uh deciding on what play to call already, and then um uh um uh once you decide, you send it um uh 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 to Tua, and then Tua gets it, and when he comes to the line, there's five seconds left. There's eight seconds left, and he doesn't have time to see if the defense adjusts to whatever the the lineup comes, because once the lineup breaks, the defense reads you, and then they come apart. And then you've got to then decipher as a quarterback what the hell is going on. But if they send in the play late, it's hard to adjust the protections. It's hard to adjust the, the play call because you only have a check with me. So if you don't have time, then you got to run the play that you kind of know is going to fail already. This makes no sense. So he's got to get his shit straightened out, man. There is no issue bigger this offseason than Mike McDaniel. Sorry, got to adjust the stuff here. So I love I hope that that explains it to you. But that that shit's got to get fixed right away. Scott bonus is in in Anchorage, Alaska. Pat in Asheville says uh, pro tip from my nurse wife. Stay ahead of the pain. It takes more meds to catch up rather than keep pain low. She's a thousand percent right. But I don't know when the hell the pain is going to start. So they told me, listen to this. Okay. Listen, Pat. I don't know if, if your wife is listening. They told me to take the Percocet uh, last night because it'll start running out. So I would have taken a Percocet for no reason at all last night. I'm not in pain at all. I'm not in discomfort right now. And and we are now approaching 10.30 in the morning. And they told me to take it last night. So I can make sure that I sleep the night. I slept like a baby. I slept all right, actually. So it wasn't too bad. So that's my problem with this. You know what I mean? And not for nothing, but in this world, they're dying to shove these drugs down your throat all the time, you know? And I'm just not... I'm just not big on taking that pain medicine stuff if I don't desperately have to take it. I'm pretty good with pain tolerance. I'm pretty good. You know? I'm I'm not uh I'm not that guy that necessarily folds like a cheap tent right away cuz I feel a little pain. I could kind of deal with it. Man, I drove with kidney stones that were attacking me. Okay? Uh I I did, I finished out a radio show and drove home with kidney stones. Okay, so like, and that is, 
That is star seeing pain, kidney stones. I've had it twice. So I don't know when this thing is going to start hurting, you know, when, whenever, whatever they shot me up with yesterday, you know, because they told me it could take up to 24 hours before it starts to really wear off. And maybe it'll start, you know, we're getting now to the 24-hour mark now. And maybe it'll do it. But I have a hard time telling, okay, no, take a Percocet just for fun. I'm not doing that shit. I just can't. I don't even want to take it in the first place. So you, she is right. Whenever the pain starts and then I feel like taking the Percocet, it's going to take a little bit for the Percocet to catch up to the pain. I understand that. But I'm almost willing to do that just so I don't have the extra drugs in my system when I don't need it. Because last night was a perfect example. Oh, no, you should take one before you go to sleep to make sure you sleep throughout the night. Well, guess what? I didn't have to take it and I slept throughout the night. So that's kind of the way it goes. All right, let's do it. Let's rock and roll. We unleash the wolf pack. We unleash the wolf pack. As we get the latest in the NFL and the Miami Dolphins with our KSDT CPA Pro Football Report with NFL Network Insider Cameron Wolf. KSDT is one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest growing accounting firms. KSDT CPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit them at KSDTCPA.com or call 305-670-3370. Here's NFL Insider, Cameron Wolf. All right, all right, all right. How you feeling, my man? You feeling good? Uh-oh, uh-oh. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I don't smoke anymore. I'm tired of awaking on the floor. No, 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 please. It only makes me sneeze. Nothing, 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 nothing. We got nothing. We got nothing for sale. Nothing. History of the world, part one. Rats. We got rats. Rat soup. Ratatouille. So, anyway, what can I tell you? We do it all for France. Oh, man. I remember when that came out, I was dying for History of the World Part Two. Holy shit. The Star of David ship for Jews in space may be the coolest spaceship I have ever seen in my life. Just want you to know that. Mel Brooks, no. He didn't come up with it right away. It's a shame. Anyway, that's that's a whole other story, a whole other yeah. show. Yeah, but finally. There we yeah. go. There we go. There we go. Where, where do they have your ass now? You're in uh, you're in uh, Vegas? I'm in, I'm in New York, actually. I just hosted Good Morning Football this morning. It's oh. actually re-airing right now. So I'm up here in the next few days uh, hosting Good Morning Football. So I just got back. We end at 10. So just hopped in the hotel and uh, chatting with you. So that's been my morning. Um, where, where are you leaning to in the, uh, Super Bowl? Um, the 49ers are the better team to me, talent wise. Um, it almost feels like they are due, but I cannot pick against Patrick Mahomes. I think that, you know, I, and it almost gets to the point where I feel like everybody's shifted to the, the Patrick Mahomes chief bandwagon. And I, I don't like to be on the side where everyone is. 
Uh, but at the same time, I don't like to be on the side against Patrick Mahomes. I was uh, that was me, that was me two weeks ago. Right. I was yes. I was laughing at everybody picking Baltimore. Yep. Everybody picking Baltimore. And and also oh, you want to give me three and a half points. I'll right. take it. You want to give me now four. I'll take it. You want to give me four and a half? That's let's go, baby. Let's go. You're giving the best player in the world points. Let's go. Let's go. And right. I am not betting against Pat Mahomes. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, I'm not betting against Chris Jones, who's the Pat Mahomes of defense. Okay. Because right. right. there's nobody, not even Boza, nobody wrecks a game like Chris Jones. No, well, the guy for the Rams. I'm sorry. I left him up. That's that's wrong on my part. First him, then Jones. Okay. Right. Right. And then Jones. But there is nobody on the field. Boza does not affect the game. He is great, but he doesn't affect the game like Chris Jones has. That guy's a game wrecker. So I am I'm going with Andy Reid. I'm going with Chris Jones, and I'm going with Pat Mahomes. And by the way, I think a motivated Kelsey. Because as I've been telling Matt Verderam, who's our insider on Wednesdays and a big KC insider, you know, he, he, he thinks, you know, oh, uh, he's, he's coming more to my side now. He's starting because he was at first with the whole, oh, he's got two years left. This guy's in love. Uh -huh. This guy is going to play like a madman on Sunday because he wants to do the John Elway thing and he wants to walk out into the sunset with that championship. You know what I mean? I, I think that's what's going to happen. I really do. I really do. I think so. So the underrated storyline, I guess, in this game for me is like, I think rightfully so everybody's talking about Patrick Mahomes. And then the other side is Brock Purdy's incredible run coming back from what he is. Right. Um, I think there is not enough talk about how dominant this Chiefs defense is. I think that that to me is one of the more underrated elements. Like I think publicly people would tell you, uh, just based off looking at the teams on paper, they thought the 49ers had a better D, uh, pause, defense, um, because of Nick Boza, because of Fred Warner, because of all the pieces that we know name-wise, Javon Hargrave. Like, the Chiefs don't have as much name value beyond Chris Jones on that defense for a, a household audience. But I'll tell you what, ask the Dolphins about their defense. Ask the Ravens. Ask the Dolphins about their secondary. That's what's elite. Right. It's and the ask them about game. their secondary. Ask the Ravens about their secondary. Ask the Steelers or who else do they play the first week? Uh, whoever they played the first week, ask them about their uh, the Dolphins. The Dolphins. And ask the Dolphins. Ask the Bills. Right. They ragdoll Tyreek Hill, dude. They yes. ragdoll the Yes, absolutely. Duffy and, and Bird, they are the best secondary in the playoffs. Right. Period. Yes. Not the Super Bowl, not the Super Bowl, the playoffs. They were right. the best secondary, and that's why that defense is so special because Chris Jones and the boys up front, they've been doing their job. But they, they, they let me tell you something, Kansas City got their asses kicked a couple of years ago when Mahomes was all over on the floor, right? And they said, we got to fix the offensive line. Next year, they fixed the offensive line. They struggled with their secondary a couple years ago. They said, no, no, we got to fix this secondary. And two years ago, they had one of the better drafts in the NFL in years to find a couple of secondary guys, and they turned their secondary around like that, dude. They And, and watch, this coming offseason, they're going to go find Mahomes a couple of extra weapons too. They attack a problem 
like nobody's business, dude. Prop to the Chiefs. That's why they went back and fixed their line and won the Super Bowl. Now they fixed their secondary, and they're going to win a Super Bowl. That's just kind of the way it is, man. The second is what's made them special. I'm with you. Um, Legereus Need, Trent McDuffie, two of the best pair of corners um, in the league. And what I love about both of those guys Physical. is their, their physicality. A lot of times these days, corners aren't physical anymore. They don't want to tackle. They want to get picks. And I, I, I don't blame them because interceptions make you money. I give me a pair of corners that not only play great coverage, but will stick their nose in there to stop a stream that will uh, pop a pop a running back coming around the edge too lackadaisical, that will press a receiver on a line of scrimmage and get their timing off on a route. Uh, I, I think that that pair of corners, I can't wait. Like the matchup, everybody, I'm excited to see. Everybody's going to talk about, you know, maybe Patrick Mahomes this or Brock Purdy that. I can't wait to see how Legereus Steed and Trent McDuffie go against the the quote unquote physical receivers of the 49ers, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Who's the tougher pairing? Because Debo's got his name nickname for a reason. We know he only plays one level physicality. And Brandon Ayuk has been one of the best receivers in football this year. Uh, incredible recovery from him, kind of from the Kyle Shanahan doghouse to nearly 1,500 yards. He's physical in the past game and run game two. Which bunch can be more physical? The the Chiefs corners or, or the 49ers receivers? To me, that's going to have a huge impact on this game. And the last thing I'll say here about the Chiefs defense, C. Spagnola, um, is, it was an incredible hire for them. And he's probably having his best year as a coordinator. He's He's, he does a great job of scheming up what they're going to do on a given basis, uh, disguising coverages to the perfect timing. And every single game I see the Chiefs defense, I can't remember them ever being unprepared or not ready. That's that's coaching. That's 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 uh that's that's coaching. And so to me, that Chiefs defense is going to end up being a key story in this game. I agree. I agree. This is why for years I've always had this discussion with people. You know, they say, oh, Dion's the best ever. And I'm like, okay, that's fine if you want to. But I'll take Rod Woodson every day of the week and twice on Sundays over Dion Sanders. And it's because of what you just said there. Rod Woodson was going to cover you, okay? Just as good pretty much as Dion. Or if you want to say Dion's a hair better, that's fine. But Rod Woodson's going to knock your dick in your sock, too, at the same time. So that's the difference there. And that's where give me Rod Woodson, give me Ronnie Lott, Okay, I know Deion Sanders is great, but you can have him. Give me, give me the corner that is physical and can cover. That's the dog I want, and they found two of them, dude. And that is that's some impressive stuff. All right, let's get to the uh, dog. Speaking of Rod Woodson, we had Rod Woodson interview on our show uh, for Good Morning Football this morning. He's uh, so looking great. And, he's a uh, he's, he's a monster and a half. He's so good. He switched over to safety. Yep. It's just incredible play. I, I can't say enough about Rod Woodson, how good that guy is as a player, how great that guy was as a player. I it's mean, hard to call a Hall of Famer underrated, but he is an underrated Hall of Famer. Like, I don't think he's mentioned enough among the top DBs ever, and uh, he deserves to be in that conversation. Oh my god, yes, please. I watched the man, both him and Carnell Lake, bro. Carnell Lake was a hell of a player. Yep. And also play and then switched over to safety also. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, the skill set that those guys had, uh, but Rod Woodson was special and a half, dude. I mean, that's as good as it gets. All right, let's get into 
your uh, your thoughts on the Anthony Weaver hire overall? I like the hire. Um, I have covered a number of Ravens games this year. I got a chance mm-hmm. to talk to Weaver a few times in pregame. I'll tell you what, Dolphins fans are going to really like his energy. The energy he brings, the – I don't want to say opposites because, you know, Vic had a lot of positives too, but I think it's opposite style in that Weaver's going to be a high-energy, getting the mix during practice guy. Like one thing about Vic, Vic was very hands-off during practice. He let the guys do his thing, and then he'd correct later in film room. Weaver's going to get there on the pads with you. He's going to get on the sled and say, hey, this is how you do it. If you're not doing it right, get off the sled type guy. He's that type of coach. Um, And I think that you're going to see him relate to players better, which I think is going to be important. What I am curious to see is is what scheme he runs of his own. Do do they assimilate a lot to the Vic Fangio scheme they've run previously, or does he create an iteration of his own? Um, Because, you know, obviously there's the Ravens scheme that they ran under Mike McDonald um and his kind of element of there that they've run with you know a few different coordinators whether it be Markendale and then Weaver had his own defense Texans that didn't go great the personnel wasn't great and so my big question for him is what does it look like schematically wise because as far as like personality and how he relates to the players I don't think that that will be an issue at all I think he's going to get the most uh out of these guys and I think they're going to respond well to him well, I uh, I like the hire to me, but but again, I don't think that uh, defense has been an issue for the first two years under McDaniel. I think Josh Boyer was fine. Uh, I, I I think Vic Fangio did his job. I'm I'm more worried about the offense and the play caller and and uh, the unorganization and the lack of discipline. You know, I'm I'm more worried about the the, the head coach. You know, overall now. What did you think of Joe Barry? Because I thought that was very interesting, very smart. Weaver has never been a defensive coordinator. Uh, Joe Barry's been a defensive coordinator for several years now. The last three were Green Bay. I, I, I thought bringing in him as a linebacker's coach and a sounding board for Weaver, I, I find it to be freaking genius, by the way. Yeah, I'm always a big fan of of um, sort of younger coaches bringing in former you know vets for, who've done their job before um, as a guiding as a guideline for them. Like um, lean on somebody when you have questions because inevitably you're going to have a question of what what happens when this. I've got a player who's doing this. How do you adjust that? He can lean on Joe Barry in that respect. I know a lot of people are going to trip about Joe Barry's success or lack of success in Green Bay. He didn't have a great run as defense coordinator there, but he did have a great run as a linebacker coach. And he can also share. How did our offensive line coach do who sucked at the University of Miami and also got ripped? Absolutely. Usually in Denver on the way out. Okay. I mean, every situation is different. Okay. So, you know, as, uh, you know, we we can't go by that, bro. Right. We just can't go by that. Yeah. Every situation is different. I think that, you know, because of Joe Barry's connections to a lot of the places that that Mike's been, there will be a little bit more of a uh, a seamless relationship in that respect. Like he's been he's coached under Sean McVay. He's coached under Matt LaFleur, like two of uh, Mike's best friends and, and coaching mentors. And so I think that a lot of times last year, what people didn't see behind the scenes was there was maybe a lack of connection 
between all of the coaches. There's different you're you're merging different styles of coaches, which is fine in essence, but only if they work and collaborate together. And I don't know if they fully had that this year. I think you'll have last year. I think you'll have more of that this year. Now they got to make it work. And I, I'll tell you this, like I warned Dolphins fans. I said this before. I think this is going to be a tough offseason. I think that, you know, they can come back in April when they're back on the field and it may look worse roster wise because of some of their salary cap decisions. So they will lean more on the coaching staff to get out of the young players and develop young players, which is why I think they made some of the hires they did. Development will be key more than, uh, than just scheme and, 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 and those type of things. And so you, how do you get Cam Smith to, to look like a starting level corner? How do you get, you know, is there any hope for Channing Tindell? Can he play a role in this defense? Can a coach get that out of him? You know, th these are things that are going to be key uh, parts of this new coaching staff's regime because you're not going to have the the money to be able to spend on big, splashy free agents this offseason. And so um, I'm eager to learn that element, but I'm also not going to overreact and have a huge take of, you know, Anthony Weaver is going to take this team to a top five defense. We don't know yet. And it's fine to say that we don't know and we're kind of eager to see. Yeah, I'm I'm not nearly as worried. They've got a lot of places that they can pick up a lot of cash and get flexibility. I think it gets uglier for them. Next year gets harder, and then two years from now is going to be near impossible. Two years from now is the hell that the Ravens and the Bills are now going to be in as their quarterbacks' real contracts kick in. That's when it comes to real, real limitations. I think they'll be crafty enough. And what I like about this trifecta is they can find talent. So I'm, I'm, I'm just not worried that much about that. The, the front office does an excellent job of finding talent. And, and you know what, you know, Cam, I, I got you know the Dolphin Nation because media doesn't give a shit in general, but the Dolphin Nation has got to get over the whole Vic thing, dude. The old man was at a part in his life, a, a moment in his life where. It's about him now, and he's done a lot, and he's traveled a lot. And he's been everywhere, and the guy didn't really want to be here, and he a job opened up that was closer to his family, and he's kind of at the end of his run, and this place wasn't necessarily a perfect fit for him. The money was, and, you know, and I think he had somebody on the west coast of Florida, right? I think his mom, right, or yeah. something. North, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So he had somebody here, yeah, and actually, if I remember right, the main part of his family and where he's at in his life and all that, everyone's going to get there, dude. Everyone is going to get there, dude, at one point or another. You know what I mean? A lot of people tell me all the time, oh, I miss you on radio. Well, I have no interest to be on radio. Right. Not whatsoever. I'm at a point in my life where I don't want to answer to people anymore. And especially to people that most of the time I used to answer to people that have never done my job, have never broken a story, have never built up a, a relationship with teams or players or businesses, have never, have never even run a show, have never built an audience, have never even connected with sponsors. The things that I have to do in order to survive, most of the people that have been my bosses, they've never done that. Yep. That's what I deal with. And by the way, that's the kind of shit you deal with, I'm sure, throughout your career. You got people right. telling you what to do when they like, wait a minute, dude. When did you break a fucking story? Right. When, when, when you've done what I've done, right? I'm sure I'm not telling you to say it publicly, but in your mind, you have faced a boss that you're like, 
this guy doesn't know what I do for a living, bro. You know what I mean? And so it's just, that's where Vic is. And I think we all got to understand that and just kind of let it go, dude. He is, you know, he's set in his ways. Move on from that. All right. Uh, The other thing I uh, wanted to ask you about is um, this offseason. Why are you so concerned when you can create a lot of space with X in June, with Agba gone, with Tua getting a new contract and cutting down that money, with uh, Christian Wilkins is gone. That's a lot of money that's going to be cleared off the book. Cedric Wilson will not return. So there's another $6 million that opens up for next year. So you start to look at all the money that's going to be available why are you so worried about flexibility? Because I don't think that I don't think that's a concern at all this year. I'm not worried about flexibility as far as um, the elements you're talking about. I'm talking about how do they improve this roster with the lack of uh, cap space they will have. Um, the guys you mentioned, although maybe they're cut for a reason, are still key contributors. You lose a Christian Wilkins. That's yeah. a huge cog of your defense. And so you're saying, oh, it opens up space. Well, you're going to have to replace them. What are you going to replace a Christian Wilkins with? You talk about Xavier Howard. Right. We talked about this. If he doesn't take a, a notable pay cut, he's probably gone, which I don't think he's going to do. You still got to replace an Xavier Howard. I know some people say, oh, he's getting older. He wasn't the same guy. He's still a starting level corner, and you don't have another one of those on your roster. Uh, you, you trust in Cam Smith, who you hadn't seen play all I don't, season I don't yet? I don't know yeah, what to trust. That's a bold thing for a team ready to win to trust a second round corner who hadn't played a significant snap on defense all all his rookie year. And so, you know, what are we what are we doing here? You talk about you know Mangle Ogba being gone, and yes, he he's he wasn't used well in Vic Bangio's scheme. But you got two edge rushers and Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb coming off serious injuries. Who knows when they're back themselves again? And so these are huge questions. I just don't think you have the money to be able to answer. Now, you're going to have to hope you draft and develop that you maybe find some lower-end free agency fits to make it work. But that's a lot of hope and wishing. And to me, that's just to get back to the level that you were this year. Not to get better. That's just to get back to that level. And so, to me, that's what the concern is, most of it on the defensive side of the ball. Um, as far as key, like you talked about, you like the defense. Well, you've got to figure out how to keep that talent and or improve that talent to get back to that level. So to me, that's why I'm 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 concerned. And then also remember this: these guys got to get paid, right? You're gonna to have to pay a Robert Hunt, right? Like a lot of your money's gonna go to keeping some of your own guys. Your Robert Hunt, your Tua Tunga Bailoa. Soon Jalen Waddle's gonna be up. Soon Javon Holland is gonna be up, right? And so a lot of these core pieces, you're looking, you know, Jalen Phillips at some point. So you're gonna to have to take care of these guys while still figuring out how to improve your roster. I think that this team is definitely gonna be in a period where they're they're having a, a little bit of uncertainty, trusting guys who we haven't seen do it, which is what my concern is. Yeah, although the Jalen Phillips of the world will not be getting paid for a while. Uh, Jalen Phillips is what, 2020, 2020, 2020? Yes. He's got one more year and a tag, right? He's he, he's going to get get a decision on his fifth-year option. Which is probably, year. Yeah. yeah. And, and, he, and he'll be tagged uh, probably for next year, some kind of a tag. That's You're still, not the number's still going up. 
this number is still going up because the tag number is, is 20 million for edge rushers. That's, yeah. that's like yeah. on the books. It may not be a franchise tag. Right. But I'm saying like your fifth year option number, your your these are like straight 15 million to 20 million straight direct on your cap. These aren't like these aren't the extensions where you're seeing, hey, two, three million a year one, then it goes up. A lot of times when you're tagging these guys and playing them on their fifth year option, that number is just a straight one year big block. And so I know, they're screwed. They can't give them a long term contract. Right, I hear you. That's what that's what the balance is, right? That you got guys coming up on the bulk of their deal. You know, Tyreek Hill, you're going to see a huge cap number coming up on him starting soon. Bradley Chubb, same thing. You're going to have the Teron Armstead. If he doesn't retire, you have a Teron Armstead decision because he's going to have a big cap number. And he retired. You know, yeah. and, and he has a big cap number. You're going to say, okay, do we keep him? Which uh, he's one of the best left tackles in football when he's healthy. Actually, they need. Actually, you know the cap number. They, yeah. they actually need him to come back this year. Absolutely, absolutely. It's not it's a good option. All your cap, regardless, right? And Even so, if Sam can play the entire season next year and play great at left tackle, it creates a, that. Re, now that's a financial problem. There, they actually. It, it's actually better for the Dolphins to have him on the books than be forced to get him off the books. That be that creates an even bigger problem for them. they have enough shit to deal with this offseason they really don't need the armstead believe it or not folks out there they really don't need an armstead retirement right now they need an armstead retirement another year or two but not right now i hear you man for sure yeah for so sure. all right it's uh it's gonna be interesting follow him on twitter at cameron wolf catch his work at the nfl network and you can catch him now at good morning football you'll be on what the rest of the week Yep, next two days I'll be on, so the rest of the week uh, from 7 to 10 a.m. here from uh, from New York, and we'll have a rear, like there's a rear airing right now. So you'll if you're if you're not an early riser, you can see it again from 10 to 1 um, that we tape it after. So, yep. You got it. Good stuff as always, Cam. Appreciate you, my brother. Hang in there in uh, cold-ass New York, my friend. Okay. We will, we'll do. We'll do. We'll talk uh, later on in the week on Friday. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks. Got it. There you go. Cameron Wolf, baby. And reach out to our friends at KSDT CPAs. They know how to get it done. We were actually going to be there this morning uh, broadcasting from there. But yeah, we had a little change of plans. Uh, and, you know, coming off an operation, that was actually a good move for me that I didn't have to be there. But uh, listen, when it comes to personal taxes, business taxes, especially for business taxes, you know you need that guidance all year long. They are a top 200 firm by Forbes, top 200 tax firm by Forbes. So reach out to the great people at KSDT CPAs, 305-670-3370. And they've got offices in Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. They're hiring, and they opened up an office now in Charlotte, North Carolina. They continue to expand. In fact, they're already working on another expansion, another city, and they're hiring there, too, in Charlotte, North Carolina. So use that number right there, 305-670-3370 if you're looking for work. And if you need somebody to do your personal taxes or business taxes, you can use that QR code, or if you're listening to the podcast, 305-670-3370. Our number two is next. Matt Verderam, baby, kicks it off.